Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I had alligator at a Cracker Barrel. Alligator? In Florida. Alligator is tasty. Yeah. It tastes like chicken. Midland in the house. <laughs> Hello from Nashville. I'm Amber Anderson. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Country Heat Weekly. Boy, do we have a show for you today. Oh, yes, we do. I'm Kelly Sutton, and this show is so big, it took two studios to do it. Yes, it did. (laughs) We're catching up with the band Midland this week. Now, Midland is a trio of guys based out of Austin, Texas. You may remember their debut single, Drinkin' Problem. It was a top five hit back in 2017. very old school vibe and their music is just a little bit different. I think they call it golf and western in our interview. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So if you've watched the video interviews that we do, we're normally in this room right here where we tape the rest of the podcast. However, nothing we ever do with Midland is normal. No, they were the first group we've had in the studio so far. And we learned that five people do not fit in this studio comfortably. So if you watch the extended video on the Amazon Music app or on our YouTube channel, you will see that it looks a little bit different. Make sure that you check it out to get a peek of another part of the Amazon house. But more importantly, to see what makes the longer interview cut. That interview, it was just a little crazy. A little? (laughs) It was pretty crazy. I mean, every conversation with Midland is... An adventure. But this one involved a blood sugar crash, several side tangents, a quote that Mark had no idea he even said, and the guys fangirling over Amber's boss, Shane McAnally. (laughs) So that's coming up. I mean, the blood sugar crash, I don't think it made the podcast, but it did happen. It did happen. I don't think it made the podcast, but there was a lot of fun to be had. And also, we're doing a rediscover on Dolly Parton. Yes! Full disclosure, Dolly was the center stage guest on our podcast in March, the week of ACM Awards. And while we had the time with her, we also taped a very special Rediscover segment where she shared some stories on songs in her catalog that may have gotten overlooked. We've been holding on to that audio for the perfect time 
And that time has arrived, friends. <laughs> Dolly has been elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And of course, she was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame back in 1999. And her music is as traditional country as it gets. I don't think any of the songs we asked her about crossed over in any sort of way. But it was so great to hear her tell the stories behind these tunes. Absolutely. Now, before we get to all of that, you went to see Kane Brown on tour last weekend. I did in Chattanooga, hometown show for Kane. How was it? I mean, first of all, I need to talk to someone on Kane's team because I need to know all the details about all the lights and the lasers and the fireworks and the fire and all the things. So it's like a circus. Probably one of the most visually impressive shows I've seen in a really long time. Oh, that's great. But it was, it was perfect for the occasion Mm -hmm. because he talked a lot about Chattanooga and there was no place like it. He was giving shout outs to his high schools, which was like obviously really connecting with the crowd. And it was a really heartfelt moment. He had a lot of family there and it was really cool to see him kind of come into his own in this stadium atmosphere. It was at Finley Stadium, which is where UT Chattanooga plays. Mm -hmm. So it, it was quite an experience. Walker Hayes opened. Of course. So that's why we went, my Smack Songs family, we went to support Walker. And I mean, watching him in a stadium, again, it was kind of like the ACMs. I mean, obviously a much smaller stadium, but totally rocked the house. It was a really good combo. It was a good Saturday night. I'll just say that. I wish I could have been there with you. You were having a ball. Oh, yeah. You should have seen me during Lose It. (laughs) I lost it during Lose It. (laughs) You lost it during Lose It. (laughs) Oh, so good. Okay. So let's check in to see what else is making headlines in Music City. Here's a look at what's cooking in country music. Luke Combs is cooking up quite a show for the week of CMA Music Fest. Okay, this is really cool. Over the course of the pandemic, a staple of the Music Row party scene went away. Yes, the number one party. Wah, wah, wah. I know, right? We didn't have them for almost two years. And over those two years, Luke had eight number one hits. He is going to make up for some lost time. This might set some sort of record. He is going to throw a party celebrating all eight of them. Mm. And the fans are invited. I feel like there were some times where Luke Bryan or Blake Shelton would be out taping one of their TV shows for so long that they would come back and then knock out a bunch of number one parties at once. Mm -hmm. I I think the most I'd ever seen was for three. But eight? I mean, that is going to be a lot of thank you speeches. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So many speeches. So this will be a ticketed event in the BMI parking lot on Wednesday, June 8th. And in addition to Luke performing those eight songs, he's got Haley Witters and Drew Parker opening for him. Both artists you'll hear on the Country Heat playlist. Hey, Luke, save two tickets for us. Please and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we also have to talk about an interesting, though not unexpected, development along the Florida Georgia line. Uh, Yeah, I think this was kind of a matter of when and not if we would be reporting this story. Tyler Hubbard is releasing solo music. And just a little inside sweet tea, FGL as a duo are signed to one record label. But as solo artists, they are each on a different label. Okay, so when they perform together this summer, there are going to be three different record labels involved? And by involved, we mean wanting tickets? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Tyler's solo single is dropping this week after we record the show. We'll be talking about it next week on Country Heat Weekly. I'm really curious to find out if they're going to perform any of their solo material when they play these festival shows this summer together. I think that's going to be very interesting. I mean, anybody going to Gulf Coast Jam in early June, we need a full report. Let yes, us we know. do. That's in my hometown area, so I might have to get the tea from some friends that I know are going. <laughs> We've got our spies on alert yes. to let us know. Okay, moving on. We have a DVR alert. Do people still say that? Yeah. Do you have a DVR? I mean, I have it through like my streaming service. Yeah. You can record on that. But not like a TiVo. Okay, so (laughs) this is your alert, basically. (laughs) Next Tuesday, PBS is airing a very special concert event celebrating Lionel Richie. Lionel received the Library of Congress's Gershwin Prize for Popular Song. The show features Luke Bryan, Chris Stapleton, Gloria Estefan, Boys to Men, Yolanda Adams, and a bunch of other performances. So the show's been pre-taped, and here's the scoop of what we know so far. Luke is going to sing Lady. Oh, the song Lionel wrote for Kenny Rogers. He's... Perfect for that. Yes, he is. And Chris is going to perform Say You, Say Me. (gasps) That's perfect for his voice. Okay, check it out Tuesday night on your local PBS station. And finally, we send our sympathies out to the family and fans of country music legend Mickey Gilley. Mickey had 17 number one songs, and he pioneered the music behind the urban cowboy era of country music back in the 80s. His biggest hits included Room Full of Roses, Fool for Your Love, and a cover of Stand By Me for the Urban Cowboy soundtrack. And the movie Urban Cowboy starring John Travolta was set at his nightclub, right? Yeah, Gillies. It was in Pasadena, Texas. Although at one point they had one in Nashville and another one in Las Vegas. Okay, now we need to go watch John Travolta on that mechanical bull again. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) You know, Mickey was also the first country artist to open a theater in Branson, Missouri. And I just found out He just did 10 live shows during the month of April. Oh my gosh. So truly, he was doing what he loved until the very end. Nikki Gilly was 86 years old. Now, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know that we get our name from the Country Heat playlist on Amazon Music. And each week, we spotlight some of the hottest tracks on the playlist. Kane Brown is the cover star this week, and we have to talk about his new song, Like I Love Country Music. Amber, did he get to perform this in Chattanooga? He did. He introed it. He's like, this is my new single. The crazy part is... The fans knew all the words already. They're rabid. Yeah, we know this. From the live stream, they're dedicated. Kane Brown fans, y'all are serious. Yes. Now, I feel like Kane has really started to lean into his traditional country sound on these last few releases. This is going to be his next radio single. And he's got Brooks and Dunn singing on it. Feeling like I'm a brand new man. Ooh, I'm a brand new man. Yes, I am. Baby, I love you like. One of the things that I love about it is all the country icons that we listed and Brooks and Dunn even jumped on the song. Uh, So I originally had this song in 2019 and we're just now releasing it. It just wasn't right whenever I first had it, but we went back in the studio, recut it, and now it's perfect in my ears. This song is going to be such the summertime jam. I cannot wait. Okay, Kelly, what is catching your ear? Well, we were talking about Tyler Hubbard earlier from Florida Georgia Line, and he's a co-writer on the new Little Big Town song, Hell Yeah. You moved on and I'm still here in hell. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
And that's Philip singing lead. It is. I can't think of another song that he's ever done that on before, at least not a radio single. No, the only thing I can think is he did take a couple verses on Boondocks. Yeah. But never like the lead single. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to think more about that. But I think this this is the first one. Could be. Of course, once the chorus kicks in, there's no mistaking those little big town harmonies. But it will be interesting to see how the song does because I think we're so used to hearing Karen sing lead that it almost sounds like the band is backing another artist. Yeah, we just don't know Philip's voice as well on his own. Right. But did you see there's a new El King song on the playlist? I did. It's called Out Yonder. And it does come with an earmuffs warning for those young children in the car. This song is exactly what I would expect from El King. Fun, fast, and a little crazy. And we have to congratulate Tyler Braden, who made it into the top 10 on Monday night's finale of the NBC TV show American Song Contest. Okay, it started with 56 artists, one from each U.S. state and territory, and Tyler represented Tennessee. And of course, you can hear Tyler's song, Try Losing One, and all the latest and greatest country music on the Country Heat playlist on Amazon Music. Okay, Kelly, it's time to play Who Said That? As we go to break, I'm going to read you this quote from one of the artists on the Country Heat playlist. And everyone listening at home needs to make their guesses about who said that. This week's quote is, Some people drink in text. I drink in Amazon. I don't know who this is, but I love this person already. <laughs> <laughs> now, they went on to say, One time I woke up one morning and I'd spent $800 <gasps> on Amazon. Okay, friends, who do you think said that? Keep listening and we'll tell you right here on Country Heat Weekly. Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution. Personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. Every day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. And that's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. With American Home Shield... You can protect your home and wallet from unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters or wonky thermostats. Now that's something to celebrate. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, go to ahs.com slash Wondery. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. We're back and ready to tell you who said that. Some people drink and text. I drink in Amazon. One time I woke up one morning, I spent $800 on Amazon, and stuff just be showing up to the house. I'm like, when did I buy this? <laughs> My wife was like, remember that night I told you to get off your phone? Jimmy Allen! <laughs> One of the burning questions we've been asking our friends is what the last thing was they bought on Amazon. Jimmy probably has no idea, but lots of other stars do. So be listening for that later in the show. 
We're so lucky to have not one, not two, but three guests here with us today. They met separately through the Los Angeles music scene, but it was a wedding that brought this trio together. Cameron Duddy, now the bassist for the band, asked guitarist Jess Carson and lead singer Mark Weistrack to be groomsmen at his wedding. And that was the day they played together for the very first time ever as a trio, and Midland was born. Now, there is a Midland in Texas, but the name actually comes from a Dwight Yoakam song. You guys might know them by their hits Drinking Problem and Burnout, but today we're chatting all about their brand new music. The third studio album, and the name is The Last Resort, Greetings From. Only Midland could get away with a title like that. It's the last resort full colon greetings from. Last resort greetings from. Colon. Colon. Do you want me to say colon? That's part of it? No, you don't, but I'm just saying. Because it feels weird. In fact, we would prefer (laughs) you don't. It's a weird album title, but why not? Keep it weird. I mean, it's not as sexy to say it. Honestly, it looks better written. Was that the plan? No. Okay. (laughs) The plan was to call it The Last Resort, and we released the five-song collection first, and then we were going to complete the album with the seven songs back half. Okay. And there was some issue with the DSPs and they were like, dude, you guys actually have to rename it. So we said greetings from the last resort. And they said, well, in this renaming last resort still has has to to appear first. first. So yeah, yeah, it was a total conundrum. We learned a lot. Management learned a lot in this. Um, Okay. I love it. I think it's just weird and great. Okay. So Mark, you said that the album creates quote country music. That's pure. That draws on some of what's been left behind, but Mm. shouldn't be. Wow. Do you remember even saying that? When, when did I say this? Did I say this to you guys in Vegas? No, I actually think that this was like a written quote. Well, I don't remember saying that, but uh, I've, you know, I'm a little bit impressed. It's a great quote. <laughs> because it really, it really does sum up, I think, the way that, that we approach music as artists, as songwriters, and as, uh, as producers as well. Like, I think that we are constantly gleaning from different influences and different time periods. And I think our commonality is that uh, I like to say that we just have, I think really good taste in music. Mm -hmm. And I think all of our heroes had really good taste in music. I think it all comes down to like what your influences are personally, because you know, if your influences aren't great, then you're probably not going to be like a a, a great artist, at least not to me. And again, it's all subjective, right? To, to what music tastes and what's what's great, but um, I know for the three of us, we we tend to look at music with a really similar filter as far as you know what we think is is great and and what we're trying to pursue and and I guess capture in this band. And I think I think we've done that with every album, and I think every album is a continued evolution, which is only natural because the more you do something and the more time you spend with each other, like you really do kind of pick up a shorthand in the language and. But I do think that this album, The Last Resort, Full Colon Greetings From, is perhaps the most dynamic look at what Midland's kind of capable of. You know, we got to see you guys in Las Vegas. That show was rowdy. It was great, but boy, I yeah, rowdy is the right word. Yeah, that's, I was expecting that's a Midland show, guys. That's every that's every night at a Midland show. I love it because yeah. I like I walked in and I don't know if it was because it was Vegas or what, but we or like, Midland. We or- walked in and oh man. I was like, this it's it's going down. Well, and we were in the pit. That was a killer. That's a great venue. The the Virgin. uh, I'm a big fan of that uh, that hotel now. The old Hard Rock. Yeah. And uh, we had played when that was a Hard Rock, the small room, Mm -hmm. right? Not that big one, but they've done it. Huge. The room's huge. It was great, and it was it was really cool to have you know the entire country music community there. You know, uh, Thomas Rhett was hanging backstage with us, and 
He listened to most of the show from the front of house too. Oh no, yeah. he I was kept looking us. up. Yeah. yeah, I kept looking up, and I was like, "You tend to like um, overperform or like oversing when your colleagues are in the crowd." You know, <laughs> so I had to like kind of calm myself down. But that was it. That was a, a a great time, and I thought the award show was a blast. I loved. It was fun. I loved so that fun. setup at the stadium. Yeah, the casual seating we kept. Uh-huh. We took Chris Stapleton's seat at one point, then we were in Thomas Red's seat, and they kept moving us around, and we we were having a good time. So we're practically family. You guys have an Amazon Music podcast as well. We do, yeah. Yeah, talk about set that. It, set it straight. Myths. Wait, hold on. Set it straight. Myths and legends with the boys from Midland mm. on Amazon Music. The commercial's great. Every yeah. time I hear it come <laughs> on, I'm like, what's the commercial? Good. Yeah, we gotta listen to it. Yeah, you haven't heard your own commercial. No, okay, you know they're out there. But we we had a blast doing that. You know that came out of again kind of just being on the road and we used to do it on the road, telling stories and being kind of uh, music historians. You know, and and wanting to know more about these crazy stories that we had heard. And when we started coming around Nashville, you start hearing these crazy stories, and they, you know, is it is it too crazy to be true? You know, and that's where it kind of started was like, is, is this stuff real? Does this, this kind of crazy shit happen? You know, did somebody really steal somebody's body and take it out to, you know, Graham Parsons' body and set it on fire per his request on a, on a, like a handshake that, that they made? You know, did Garth Brooks really hold his need to urinate uh, for 23 <laughs> hours to do, uh, to do a, a, a pet or a, a fan signing uh, for 23 hours straight? You know, you hear this stuff, you're like, come on, that's, that's not real. But then we came up with the idea is like, hey, we could do a podcast and we could have our heroes and have all these legends um, have to speak to us, you know, and, and come on. So it ended up becoming just like three fans um, having, you know, guys like Matthew McConaughey or getting to talk to Winona Judd, you know, and, and ask her stories. And, you know, you just kind of, you felt like your 13 year olds, you know, little fanboy self, you know, it was just, it was such a blast, um, to do it. So, and I think we were pretty good Love at the concept. The, awesome. the McConaughey episode yeah. is my favorite. Yeah. She wants that, to know about was any our favorite McConaughey too. He is like, inside. He's so, I legitimately he's so am freaking obsessed. cool. Yeah, he is. He's yeah, incredible. He's just like, uh, he's just, he's just, oh, it seems like he's always the McConaughey. You know, he's like never, he <laughs> never turns it off. I was like really nervous going into that interview. I was going to, well, because it's outside of the scope of the, of your people. Like, yeah. you know, your peers with so many of the people that you're interviewing and yeah. that you're talking to, although you're heroes, you're, you're in the same world, but yeah. Yeah. he's in a different world. Yeah, he's just yeah. like, you know, he's in the stratosphere. Yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah. Even talking to Garth wasn't like that, you know, because no. he's also very maternal and like, or Paternal. 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 Uh, and maternal. He has yeah, both energies. He, does. Yeah. Yes. he really does. Yeah, um, he's, he's, those are, thank you, like, you for the shouts. Any, any like, well, that memorable pod, yeah. McConaughey Well, moments? McConaughey announced on our podcast that uh, we, we asked him about running for governor of Texas. Then he thought about politics for about five more minutes and said, not for me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really loved, uh, I, I loved that we all read his, his book, Green Lights. And if you guys haven't read it, actually. Um, I listened to the audio book. Yeah, I, I listened to it too. I loved it. Way. It's such a good book. Yeah. Okay. So you guys have been on our podcast. So when should we come by? So we can do we yours. Right. Well, what Just would we talk it. about? What do you think? What's some good well, scandalous like 
We've been around a while, like talking and interviewing people. So I mean, well, I've yeah, got you, some well, you know, you know Shane McAnally, so I'm sure you have right. all. You have a bunch of hot goss. Do you have bring Shane on an episode? Yeah. Uh, Shane would be the best, like and he's ra- got the best stories. He's such a great storyteller. Yeah. I mean, he is in, right. in songwriting too, but just like in general in life, he's he's got some stories that you would be like, "Is this real?" Like you said, this see, this is perfect. <laughs> this is Shane, perfect. Shane's like a cartoon character. He's Everyone like not real. wants him to be their best friend. <laughs> it's you know? this is true. Shout out to all of our fans and friends that are listening in the UK and in Europe because you guys are heading that way. Yeah. Talk to us about what's happening over there when you guys... Well, this is our... We're finally getting over there. We've had again? to cancel. If The fourth time is the charm. It's it's because we've canceled three times going over there oh, for okay. various reasons okay. over the years. It's been years now because of the pandemic and before that some stuff came up. So I feel like we've created one of the great like supply and demand issues with going over there, teasing them, you know, and then taking it back and making them, you know, keep their tickets. And it's been uh, an incredible study in uh, how much you can get away with, with European fans. They're just so dedicated. And in all seriousness, we're very excited to go over there because it's always really fun for us to travel like that, even though you are away from home for three weeks, which is, you know, it's a lot. It's kind of a lot. Mm -hmm. And especially since you're, you know, the rate of which you travel and the amount of, shows you play in the different countries, but the fans are really, really awesome. And we've found it to be very rewarding experience to continue to go over there and play for them. We're hearing that a lot. Yes. So you're hitting up Norway, Sweden, Germany, and the UK. All of the people that are listening. And, and, and Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. you're doing the Netherlands in too. Amsterdam, yeah. Ooh, wow. It's going to be, be uh, the schedule is going to be wild. It's going to be yeah. like ch- going through customs like every day, <laughs> oh. playing a show the same day. So, I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a train, but it, it'll be really Great. fun. Yeah. Um, just because we, you know, we haven't been to Europe uh, in a long time, you know, obviously yeah. with the shutdown and stuff. So it'll be, uh, I've, I haven't left the country since. 2018 was when we went there last. 2020, I was actually in uh, Europe waiting to go on this tour. My wife and I had gone early. We were already there when um, when the whole COVID shutdown uh, Ooh, hit. And you had to hurry and get And back. we had to like, I got it. My phone exploded at like 2.30 in the morning in Switzerland. And they're like, uh, get on a plane. Yeah, we got you the last two tickets. Like you got a, you got a car coming in three and a half hours. So I sat there and I let my wife sleep with the baby. And uh, our friend had given us this really nice bottle of whiskey. And I sat out and uh, overlooked the Swiss Alps and drank that entire bottle of whiskey and, <laughs> and smoked a cigar and just enjoyed. And then I packed everything up and I woke my wife up and I said, honey, they're closing the borders and we have exactly 20 minutes to get in the car and get to get home. So that was the last time I was there. Wow. Okay. All right. And um, yeah. Well, here's to enjoying the next round a little this bit. This one's going to be good. And I can't yes. wait to drink uh, a Guinness, ice cold Guinness or the, the beer just kind of Hits differently. Different. It hits different. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. Congrats thanks for on having the new us. Album. Yeah. Love seeing you. Hey, uh, yeah. congrats on your guys' show. Thanks for thanks. having us. This thanks. is an awesome studio. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, y'all. So despite initially declining the nomination, Dolly Parton has officially been elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She joins Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Eminem, Eurythmics, and Lionel Richie in the class of 2022's performer category. I can't wait to see who shows up to perform at the induction. It's going to be amazing. I know. 
In celebration of her latest honor, we're going to share a never-before-heard part of our conversation with the legendary Dolly Parton as we dig in and do a live rediscover into some of Dolly's deep cuts. So Dolly, there's an amazing Amazon music playlist called Rediscover Dolly Parton. And we'd love to get some insight on a couple of the songs on it. Obviously, your big hits, everybody knows and loves. So let's chat about some of the deeper cuts. The first one is Light of a Clear Blue Morning. Can you tell us about that song? Well, that's one of my favorite songs I ever wrote because it came from a special place. I had been, I had worked with the Porter Wagner Show for years, and I had really been hoping to get on out on my own. It was being a very difficult thing to do because I was part of a show, and it was going to take a lot out of the show. I wasn't doing it to be cruel. I just knew that I had to go. I'd said I would stay with the show five years, and the years kept going on by. And so finally, I wrote I Will Always Love You, and I went in and sang it to Porter because it was kind of how I was feeling. It's like, I'll always appreciate what you've done and the bittersweet memories we've had and all that. So I wrote that song, and so Porter took it to heart, and he said, okay, you can go if I can produce that song. So after I finally, finally got my walking paper, so to speak, when I really could leave the show, on my way home from 16th Avenue from uh, Porter's office to my house over in Brentwood, I started writing a song. I was crying. It was a rainy day, and I was just, you know, all emotional about everything. And I was just writing that song, It's Been a Long Dark Night, but I see a brand new day of dawn, and it's been a long, hard fight. You know, it's like I was talking about all the things that I had felt, and then all of a sudden, right when I got to the part where I can see the light of a clear blue morning, the sun had started coming out, and I felt like I was free, and I felt like that was my song of freedom. It was like the clouds just kind of rolled away and the sun came out. And I wrote that song all in my head. I was driving home. And when I got home, I had it finished, except for getting out and putting the odds and ends and putting it on paper. And, of course, I worked on it a little bit after that. But that was my song of deliverance. Okay, we have another one for you. Now, you yodel on this one. <laughs> Tennessee Homesick Blues. <laughs> Tennessee Homesick Blues is running through my head. Tennessee Homesick Blues was a song I wrote for the movie with uh, Stallone. He was actually singing in, you know, in in the in the movie. And so, Rhinestone was a, a movie that did not do that well. It's become like a cult hit now. People just sit around watching it and laughing. You know, a lot of people loved it, but people were not used to him singing. But that was just a song that I wrote for that movie. And, of course, I've often yodeled. I thought you were going to ask about the Mule Skinner Blues, where I also yodeled. But, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Tennessee Homesick Blues really just kind of tells my story about how it is, sleeping in feather beds and all the things that it talks about. Love is like a butterfly. So when did your love of butterflies really begin? I started loving butterflies when I was a tiny little thing back in the Smoky Mountains in my old Tennessee mountain home. I used to follow them off. Uh, from flower to flower, bush to bush, and get lost. My mom was always upset that I was I always did that. But butterflies were a thing with me. So, of course, I wrote a song, Love's Like a Butterfly, and it was one of my big 
biggest country hits. And then when I had my very, very first Dolly show, it was before the variety show called Dolly in, in, in L.A. I had one in Nashville called Dolly. And I would come down, you know, on my swing, uh, opening and singing, Love is like a butterfly, as soft and gentle as a sigh. And then now when I got Dollywood, I used the W as a butterfly. So it's just kind of like my little emblem, my little symbol. Somehow, I relate to them. They're colorful and harmless. Love like a butterfly. The multicolored moods of love like it's satin wings. Let's hit one from the trio project. Mm. Dolly, Emmy Lou, Linda Ronstadt, Do I Ever Cross Your Mind? Oh, well, that's a song I wrote, and I was so happy they liked it well enough to want to uh, record it. And uh, it's just a song that, I guess all of us, we have all those memories of someone that's been in our life, a lover, a husband, or a friend. It's like you just wonder if they ever think about you. You know, it's like, do I ever cross your mind? And so it just made a really pretty song. And I love the harmonies on that. I love singing with Linda and Emmy. I thought they made it come to life. Do you ever recall these old memories at all? Or do I ever cross your mind? We could have gone on and on like this all day, but we are so thankful that Dolly took the time to celebrate her catalog with us like that. Also, I was impressed at how many details she knew about these songs. Right? Like we hadn't given her a list ahead of time. And some of them were deeper album cuts, but she remembered so many things. I mean, she's really the best. She really is. So make sure that you spend some time with Amazon Music's Rediscover Dolly Parton playlist. Rock on, Dolly. Nothing can follow Dolly. So I think our work here is done. I agree. Next week, we have Jesse James Decker on the pod. Some of you are saying, wait, Jesse James Decker of Eric and Jesse, game on? That's the one. She is such a fascinating interview. She's done so many things from reality television to her own clothing line, but she loves country music and has actually been recording and releasing music since she was 17. And if you have questions for her, tweet them to us. Use the hashtag Country Heat Weekly. I'm Hey, it's Amber A. And I'm the Kelly Sutton. mentioned earlier in the pod, this week's burning question is kind of a nosy one. (laughs) We want to know what the last thing was our friends bought on Amazon. But first, we made Jimmy Allen tell us some of the craziest things that showed up at his house that he didn't remember buying. A pair of pink leather pants. (laughs) I remember looking at leather pants, but I thought I got the gold ones. And they were pink. Oh, oh, I bought these uh, these socks. It was like a cowboy hat with a snake next to it. Bought those. You're just buying stuff. <laughs> Ain't warm yet, but I bought them. That's okay. So. <laughs> okay, here are some slightly more normal answers from Maren Morris, Carrie Underwood, Chris Young, and Gabby Barrett. Gift wrapping paper for my son's birthday party. Uh, probably garden stuff. I think my last Amazon purchase was actually um, toilet paper. <laughs> I forgot my makeup brushes on the bus and had to do my makeup today and so I just overnighted some $12 makeup brushes off Amazon Prime. Boom. And then Cole Swindell's Amazon purchase history is a whole other story. I used to order so much stuff when I was getting started on Amazon when Carrie still had an office at Starstruck that all my stuff was getting delivered there and they emailed back and asked if I needed a corporate account because I was ordering so much stuff (laughs) and that 
That's just, that is the funniest thing because not only that, but like, I remember I was working and, the, and their office was just piling up. They're like, look, you got to come by here. I know you're out of town a lot, but you got to come get all this. This looks like Santa's workshop in here. So. <laughs> Country Heat Weekly is a collaborative production between Amazon Music and Nevermind Media. Executive producer is Melissa Locker. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production assistance from Annie Reuter, Debbie Daughtry, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne, with additional music from Madeline McCormack. The Amazon Music team includes Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker. Development consultant, Michelle Dix. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, Jake, Osmo, and all the other very good dogs out there. Be sure to follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Hey, this is Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier Podcast, where twice a week I speak to meditation teachers, top research scientists, and even the odd celebrity about how to do life better. And on a recent episode, I spoke to the huge global pop star Dua Lipa about how she does her own life. What are the non-negotiable practices and principles for her? Those are just like life things that I like to live by. Uh, Never do the same job twice and never leave today's thing for tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are really important things. The episode is uh, incredible and actually quite practical, especially when it comes to creativity. Is it true that in typical overachiever fashion, you wrote 97 songs for this record? (laughs) Yeah, I I, I wrote 97 songs. We wrote a lot of songs, but not all of them are good. You know, that's the other thing. Like, I have to write myself into a good idea. To listen to this episode and more, follow 10% Happier on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to 10% Happier early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.